Well, welcome back to NBS Cast. I'm your host, Rachel. And I'm Raquel. And today we get to sit down with user experience designer Derek Schott to learn more about his role here at NBS. So say hello to everybody, Derek. Hello. I probably know quite a few of you just from the nature of my work. And so if you could start out by introducing yourself, so telling us your name, we've said it twice already, but that's just par for the course, how long you've been with NBS and your current position so we can get to know you a little better, that would be great. Sure. Uh, Again, so Derek Schott. Sometimes I feel like I go by the name Mockman. Everybody (laughs) asks for a mock. Been at Nelnet for about six and a half years, maybe a little over. My entire time I've been on the UX team. So... Like we said already, you're a user experience designer. Can you tell us exactly what that means, please? Yeah, it's not just making things pretty. Sometimes I'll hear that floated out there. Oh, can you make it look pretty? Really what it boils down to is simplifying a user interface to make it as usable or as intuitive as possible. To kind of get to that point, you know, we try to do as much testing and validation as possible. Something that I like to always mention too is we also handle a lot of our ADA or accessibility testing as well. So it's not just what a lot of people assume to be our users, like a perfectly able-bodied person. We want to make sure that any person using our software has a usable experience too. So that includes the accessibility side. So you mentioned the ADA. Can you explain what that means and how you incorporate that into your day-to-day work when you're designing screens so people can understand more about that process? Yeah, it's a lot more comprehensive than I think a lot of people interpret it. Usually when people think of accessibility, they're only thinking of people that maybe use a screen reader. But there's various, a large spectrum of able-bodied or disabled-bodied people. So it includes color blindness maybe cognitive function, various disabilities. So we cover that whole spectrum as best we can. When it comes to the design time, a lot of the things that far as visual part of the design goes, it would be making sure you have proper heading, good color contrast. Simple things that maybe you don't think about would be if you have a button that simply says go. If I'm blind, I may not see the context of what the button go means. So it might make more sense to say something like view next page. So just making it more user-friendly for all of the folks that might be using our system and not just the ones that have good vision or good hearing or anything like that. Absolutely. So tell us what a typical day looks like for you as a user experience designer. What do you do when you get to the office or when you work from home as we are right now? I guess truthful answer to that would be you have the morning meetings and then you got the afternoon meetings. And then oftentimes we find time in the later afternoon for the meeting before the meeting. (laughs) (laughs) But outside of that, kind of depends on what needs to come first. You know, I'll get a lot of immediate requests or maybe something I can wait a couple weeks on. But for the most part, you're looking at a lot of research, whether or not that's simply doing the UX work or if I'm doing accessibility work, conceptualizing and validating. I would also say a good chunk of time is just simply planning my time because we're involved with so many different teams. There's just a lot of moving pieces. So just trying to coordinate my time as well as my team's time and making sure that if I can't get something done, uh, I can work with somebody else in my team and get them up to par so they can help me knock something out. So you're in a lot of meetings. What kinds of people are you meeting with? And give us some general things, what you're discussing and deciding in those meetings. Yeah, at this point, we're at a place where a lot of our screens are fairly settled as far as like requirements and their behaviors that are needed. 
So we're just trying to fine tune the UI a little bit, that user interaction level, and make sure our understanding of what a user's expectations are that we're meeting and hopefully even exceeding those. And then once we kind of think that we have that right feel, then we'll, whenever we can, test and validate uh, with our users. Or if we can't do that, we'll do like hallway testing and then report the results and then collaborate with the developers and say, do we have any technological limitations on what we would like to do versus what we can do? That sounds really interesting. Rachel and I are kind of in the same position. You know, we get to work with lots of different people around NBS, and I really do find that as one of the most exciting parts of my job. Derek, can you tell us what level of education you have and if there is some kind of formal education program you can pursue to become a user experience designer? Yeah. So I went to school at Wayne State here in Nebraska, and I have a Bachelor of Science in Graphics Design and Marketing. You'll find a lot of UX people will actually come into the field with a design background of some sort. There's other fields that you can come from that is applicable to UX. Oddly enough, one is librarian. Huh. Yeah, it's kind of that somewhat of like a card catalog system, organizing of information. Okay. Kind of like a big behind the scenes thing of user experience is trying to organize an entire website. But there are programs uh, and there's more and more becoming available for formal user experience education. The one I could think of off the top of my head, I, I believe is called Dev Mountain, which is run out of Utah in Salt Lake City. We had a member in our team that went there and it's kind of a newer field. So as far as formal training or education, not as many opportunities as you would find for other fields, but they're growing. There are a lot of workshops, things of that nature. I think even the public library in Omaha offered a quick user experience program, like a two week deal. So it's kind of creeping up and, and becoming more and more available. And what drew you to this career field? Well, I was always the art kid in school. So I did all the drawings and paintings. So I knew when I went to college that I wanted to pursue something because that was always my interest, something visual. After college and, and getting my job working at a, a newspaper, I started doing simple websites for local businesses. And then from there, I was able to do uh, some of my own work for people I just knew in the community that wanted websites. And so I started kind of building up a skill set of front-end development unbeknownst to me, the UX of a website. I, I didn't really know what that meant at that time. So kind of a funny story of how I ended up in Nelnet though, was I went through a hiring agency and I was told it was a front-end development position. So I'm being interviewed by who became my boss. And about halfway through, he paused me and he said, do you know what user experience is? And I mean, I, I do kind of the loose term. And basically I was answering his questions through the lens of a front-end developer versus a user experience person. So after that, uh, the interview went awesome. And I think what I love about it is, uh, especially at Nelnet and, and just the nature of what I get to do is I've worked across so many teams and products that there's always something to do, always something different to do. And I like talking to people and stuff. So it satisfies my need for visual design and then communicating with people. And I think the bigger thing for me is also puzzle building. I love solving problems. And when I get presented with a very complex scenario, that will hopefully have a simple solution. Those are my favorite projects to work on, is just finding a simple solution to a complex problem. So you said that you like to speak to people quite a bit, and you do that in this job extensively. I would love to hear how, while we're all working from home, you manage to stay connected with all the people you need to stay connected with. 
Yeah, definitely Teams is one heck of a tool. I'm constantly sending messages and receiving messages from people. Definitely take advantage, if you can, of the phone call capability of Teams. You know, you can send messages and you're just kind of texting that stuff out there. Sometimes a phone call is a lot faster and you get that nice, as close as you can, interperson communication going on too and, you know, and have some jokes and laugh. Hopefully keep it as close as you can to the spirit of the office. So you might have already touched on this, but I just want to circle back and ask the question anyway, in case you have anything you'd like to add. What is your favorite part of your job and why is that your favorite part? That definitely just be the variety of things I get to work on. And I guess to build off of what I was saying about getting to come up with simple solutions to complex problems, I also really like sharing what I know about fields that I work in. We have some new employees. I love being able to take the time to do that kind of mentorship. Finding before they even got brought onto our team officially and started on day one, I was already lining up projects thinking like, great time for them to learn about and experience this product and learn a little bit more about this part of UX. So I do enjoy that quite a bit. And I also, when requested, we'll do uh, accessibility, like lunch and learns with teams. That's a lot of fun. I think the most exciting part about accessibility lunch and learns, when you start explaining where people that have some sort of disability are coming from, you see like these little light bulbs going off above everybody's head and thinking, you know, I never thought of it that way, or I didn't consider that type of disability, what its effects would be as far as using the internet. So Derek, if I was somebody or knew somebody interested in getting started with UX, what direction would you point them in? Nielsen Norman is a group. They specialize in UX. They have so many different articles, websites, absolutely free. That's a great place to go and kind of get a start and a feel to understand what user experience is all about. They'll have articles kind of like, you know, getting started with UX and they'll even dive into philosophical debates about the placement of a button in relation to a form field versus some other block of content. It gets really scientific. So if you really like that type of nuance and understanding of what people are thinking, it can be a really fun field to read about. There's like even eyeball studies and watching how people's eyes go back and forth on a screen consuming content can be very informative uh, when designing an interface. Yeah, I have a feeling we've evolved from the Z pattern <laughs> quite a bit. <laughs> So can you tell us how you feel your job supports the mission of NBS, which is to make educational dreams possible through service and technology? To bring it back to accessibility again, right now in the world, within the last at least five years, probably going back longer, there's been an explosion of an awareness of people that have disabilities and that we should, to the best of our, our ability, cater to their needs so that our products can be inclusive because we don't just make our products for ourselves. It's for a very large population of people. And on top of that, you know, we have certain legal obligations because we're dealing with schools that have certain federal guidelines they got to work with. So the awareness level that I've seen explode recently about disabilities and how we can facilitate or make our products more accessible to people with various disabilities. That's been something I've been pretty proud of and happy about Nelnet's commitment and the resources they put towards that. From like just a simple UX experience, if you think about what the gist of our products are, you know, payments, you know, you don't like seeing money go out your wallet. 
And if we can make that experience as nice as possible, you know, just to ease that emotion of watching your money leave, you know, that's awesome too. And hopefully we can put some fun little nuggets and surprises in our design too, to put a smile on someone's face. Well, Derek, I think that's a great way to wrap up this conversation, putting smiles on people's faces. (laughs) (laughs) So thank you very much for taking the time to sit down with Raquel and I and talk through your experience as a UX designer and just shed some light on a position that some people may not know about within the company. So thank you so much for doing that. Absolutely, guys. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Thanks so much. Well, Raquel, that was a great conversation with Derek about his role as a user experience designer here at NBS. It sure was. I didn't know all of the details that were involved in being on that team. And I think their work is great and it's showing. I really love how he brought up being inclusive. People with even the minorest of disabilities, we still need to think about them when we are creating our products and making Mm -hmm. them available. So I really love that point. Yes, me too. So we're going to be doing more interviews like this in the future. We're doing a whole series about various roles at NBS and how they support our mission statement, which is making educational dreams possible through service and technology. If you are interested in sharing information about your role at NBS, please contact either Raquel or me. My email address is rachel.edwards at nelnet.net. That's R-A-C-H-E-L dot Edwards at nelnet.net. Or you can contact Raquel. Her email address is raquel.roberts at nelnet.net. That's R-A-Q-U-E-L dot Roberts at nelnet.net. And let us know if you want to be on the podcast. Please do. Yes. Thanks so much for listening and we'll catch you in the next episode.